Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Sarikolia coming to you again to uh, with another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. Welcome to the 25th episode uh, of this podcast. Uh, and today I want to ask this question. I want to ask the question, uh, why is it that video games are better than comics? Um, I know this might be sound a bit controversial, but let me explain. Let me go further into the reasons why asking this question. Um, you know, for the past couple of days, I've been talking about comics. I've been discussing, uh, you know, what's happening primarily with Marvel and the way they're they're changing some things around, changing some of the 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 way they have been doing things for years, and why is it that is hurting? How is it that the industry is hurting? Uh, but a lot of times, uh, a lot of times, people point out. Things are happening in the entertainment medium, uh, in, in the different, uh, sets of entertainment that we have nowadays are actually, uh, contributing or also, uh, diminishing the power of comics, uh, as a medium of entertainment. Uh, and, um, uh, some of that, of course, is, uh, t- television. Uh, some of that is, of course, movies. Uh, some of that, of course, is, uh, video games. Uh, video games have become such a powerhouse. Uh, I'm an avid video gamer. I've been gaming for uh, many, many years since I was a teenager. Well, since I was a kid, uh, but I really got into to video games heavily when I was a teenager. Actually, after I was actually coming out of comic books, uh, I got into video games and it was pretty much nonstop. Then, you know, I started just got into con- into video games and keep, you know, using that as a medium back in the 90s as a, as a way of entertainment that was actually superior to me than comic books. And of course, as I got older, uh, I came back to comic books. You know, I've been, I've taken breaks from comics from time to time and, and then come back again and come back again. Uh, because, you know, it's something that I, uh, you know, I grew up as a child. But comic books have taken a big part of, you know, pretty much my entertainment of my life or the things that I do as a hobby. And up to this day, it's one of my most passionate hobbies. Uh, sometimes I think it's even superior to a statue collecting or any other thing because I love gaming. I love the, the, the ability to submerge myself into these stories and into these worlds and be able to be something, I would suppose. We all want to be something that we're not. You know, you become a soldier in a first person shooter. You become a superhero and like in Arkham Asylum, you become one of these characters, you know, in a different planet. You, you become a, you know, I don't know, like a Mars explorer. You become all of those things, you know, and you're playing the part versus a comic book story where you actually read in the story of someone else. Now, there are different ways of entertainment, you know, and different approaches to entertainment. They're not the same. Uh, they are, they, but they have the equal elements. They have elements that actually are important in any story. And the, 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 the reason why or the, what makes them equally powerful, uh, would be storytelling. Storytelling is the most important element of any entertainment medium. It's the most important element of anything that you have, that everything that you present to the public for entertainment purposes. That goes for movies, tele- uh, television shows, anime, and that goes for video games, that goes for comics. It goes for everything. You have to have a good sense of storytelling. Storytelling is an important aspect of everything in life. As humans, we, we're storytellers. 
We love stories. Uh, the entirety of the world, you know, books and novels and everything you see, it's all about storytelling. From the moment you see a commercial on TV, there's a story that has been told from the beginning to the end and how you can entice a person through that story, you know, how you can become a storyteller. And that's what you see nowadays, a lot of podcasts like this podcast. Uh, and sometimes people say, well, what is the, 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 what is the, what the appeal of podcasts? And it's more about storytelling. It's about, you know, how you present words. How do you express those words? And, you know, the stories you're sharing, you know, people are listening. We love to hear stories. Bottom line, whether we watch something, whether there are visuals involved, it's all about story. And you see that time and time again. That's the, the, the important aspect of anything, of any entertainment medium. How can you entertain? How can you create a story that brings people in, that reels people in? It keeps them there, you know, you know, constantly watching, reading, listening, uh, you know, entertain, you know, uh, you know, just with what you're saying. And that's something that is extremely important. And there is right there in that simple point, the difference between comic books and comics, storytelling. The biggest problem that we have with comics um, today is the fact that the stories that are being told are not that great. From a storytelling standpoint, they are not enticing. You know, they're not reeling people in because they miss some of those key elements that make any story great. And for that, we need to know, you know, go back into really the important aspects, what makes a good story a good story. You know, what makes a good story? There are elements that makes a good story. You know, and that's the part of what I can say about video games, where I feel that they are, you know, they are, have come into a much better conclusion and are building better stories. So let's let's explore those elements so we know exactly what you need. You know, in order to make a dramatic content, to make a dramatic story very, very strong, there are elements that you have to consider. First of all, I'm going to count this 10. You, you First, you need a conflict. Conflict is important. You know, you have to create a situation, something. You know, and, you know, comic book stories, there's always a conflict. Of course, there's, in video game stories, there's always a conflict. So that's an important part. Also, you have to have tension. The tension that is something is happening, you know, a revolution is brewing or a situation is causing trouble and problems between the characters. You have to have surprise. The element of surprise is important on anything. You know, a story can, when becomes predictable. You know, when you know where the pattern is taking, then it becomes boring. And nobody wants to read something that is boring. You want to have that element of surprise that every time you turn a page, there's something different, something new, a new uh, development that is changing the, you know, the, the course of the story. And, you know, and that happens with video games as well. You know, you need extraordinary characters or characters' behavior. You need, you know, characters are bigger than life. Characters are different. Characters are enticing, alluring, you know, and, you know, you, and that's some of those elements that some of these characters are. Why we re follow Superman? Why we follow Batman? Because they're alluring, because they're enticing. Why do we lie people like, I don't know, like, you know, like, you know, the, the guy from Uncharted, because he's enticing, because he's lovable. Why do we love, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Indiana Jones, whether we love Darth Vader, because they're different, because they're enticing. So you need those characters. You need controversy. You know, controversy is important. And there's something that I would say comics do a lot. They they throw a lot of things for controversy just to keep you engaged, of course, because controversy is important. Make 
then, you know, you have to make uh, your uh, readers and your viewers, uh, uh, you know, think, you know, to really consider those factors. And th- th- that's the reason why some games, like, for example, uh, you know, like by Rockstar, like Red Dead Redemption series, or you see the Grand Theft Auto series, they're very controversial. There's a lot of things in there that you have an element of decision. You have to make a decision whether it's bad or wrong. And that's going to create some controversy. There has to be mystery. You know, nobody wants to go and watch a series. And, you know, you see those police, uh, you know, detective series where you already know the killer. That's one of the most, uh, boring aspects of a series. If I can know exactly where we're heading, it's all matter of just going to see how they're going to kill the bad guy. You already know who the bad guy is. It's very boring. And that's something that I love about a lot of novels, uh, British novels, and I love to really watch a lot of, uh, uh, you know, mystery novel, mystery series, uh, British, uh, UK based mystery, uh, TV series or like mini series because there's always this idea who is the one that did it? Who is the killer? You know, like reading a Sherlock Holmes book, you know, who did it? You need to find out who did it. So you go through that mystery of discovering it is important. There has to be that level. And that takes us to another step, which is suspense. You know, you have to have a sense of suspense. Suspense is important on anything. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen on the next issue? What's going to happen on the next chapter? You know, what's going to happen? You know, and those are the elements that really create a dramatic story. You know, and, and that's and that's a lot of things that need to be done, of course. That one of the biggest problems also with comics is the worthiness of sometimes of comics or the lack of words that really entice people to read more. You know, that's the difference between good writers and bad writers. Good writers have a way to put words together that really, really, you know, that are so lovable that keep you just entertained. They keep you there sitting, wanting to read more because they're enticing you. Because the way that the process, the rhythm of the words is important. It's important for writers to create stories that are compelling in the reading part. You know, not just wordy because, you know, their writers are very wordy and they put all kind of stuff, you know, meaningless stuff that doesn't matter. One of the greatest things that I love about Watchmen, for example, and I'm going to use to me what I consider the best comic book story of all times, just because the way it was crafted and put together is how enticing the words how how compelling every single issue stars every chapter you know when a really uh, uh, you know a play of words that really keep you there because you you there's mystery there is suspense in the words but there is that you know rhythm with words so it is important to create stories that are simple but they have this punchline that keeps people wanting to read more. You know, you have to create uh, believable and memorable characters. That's an important aspect. Without good characters, just no matter how you create the stories, the characters that are boring, that are plain, they're not going to get better. So you have to have this, uh, you know, intriguing goals and motivations. You know, they have to have flaws and weaknesses. And that's the part with Marvel for so long was very, very, very good at it because the, the situation was that uh, the characters and Marvel were, they had flaws. They were human-like. And that was the comparison, you know, the difference between them and DC. DC characters were, you know, these big god-like figures that they were perfect, you know. And Marvel create characters like Thor that he has flaws, you know. The characters like Spider-Man that he is very 
he, he's very insecure, you know, and you see all this, but he wants to do the right thing. You saw characters like Wolverine, that he has this anger build up inside, you know, and all these things. So all these characters have this flaws that make him so touchable, so believable. But at the same time, they're bigger than life because ultimately they make the last call to do what's right, regardless of the circumstances. That's, that's what really stick about stories. Make those. You know, it's important that you uh, make every part of the story effective, you know, and that's when you need great writers. Every part, every element, everything you tell in the story has to play a part. Don't just bring or create this. And that's something that happens even in comics. You see that a lot of new comics, there's a lot of parts that are not, you know, gluing together. They're there, but they're just there for the, you know, to be there, but they're not important. So you have to tighten the story to make it real, you know, to to, to stick, you know, for people to care about it because every part, you know, sometimes less is more, you know, and that's the biggest problem when you have all these big conflicts and, you know, that we see nowadays and these crossovers when there's multiple characters, there's so many characters, you bring them all together, it really waters down the story. You have to centrate, concentrate into the main characters, you know, and those characters are important. You know, when you see the V Vendetta, you see V, you know, like V is the main character and the person that is trapped there with him is the second character, secondary character. There's not many characters in the story, but each character, each element, each, each word matters. So you have to really, really create that. Now, deepen the plots with the subplots. You know, it's important to have subplots. You know, the, the plot, the main plot, of course, is important, but create a subplots around that kind of throw this red herrings that really puts you in a different dimension. What is happening? How this is going to affect the main plot. But ultimately, every subplot has to really direct towards the main plot. It has to have a, a purpose there. And that's the thing with comic book stories that sometimes doesn't stick is because there's so many different subplots that have no purpose there. They're just there maybe to point out to another issue of another comic book story. Uh, so, you know, kind of like pushing you or to the side to buy another comic book story that's nothing to do with the story. Don't bring that in. And that's one of the biggest problems with comic book stories. I don't care. If I'm reading a Batman story, if I want to concentrate on Batman story, don't throw at me, I don't know, a story for Batgirl that I don't care about. Just to me to go and purchase another comic book for Batgirl. When I don't care about that, because that should be a self-contained story. You know, have self-contained stories. You know, you have to do those things. You know, make every line of the dialogue count. You know, sometimes some of the best stories are when every line of dialogue has an impact. You know, sometimes there's a lot of superfluous things in comic book stories, you know, like, and sometimes I see that, you know, the characters nowadays where they talking about, you know, they go into Starbucks or they, they want to drink their coffee and they talk about coffee or they talk about, I don't know, about online dating and things that had nothing to do with the story, you know. If, if it's not going to count, if it's not going to be, bring effect to the story, then it's superfluous. Then it's meaningless. So just cut it out of the story. You know, just cut it out of there and just concentrate on the story. This is the conflict that I'm paying attention. And that goes for novels. You know, that goes for anything. You know, even for movies. Sometimes, some, like, even I remember that some of the stories, uh, like, initially when Netflix was creating their shows, uh, you know, the Marvel Netflix shows, it, 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 they wanted to do 13 episodes, you know, and they were kind of prolonging the episodes at first. 
reverse some of these shows, uh, you know, adding a lot of stuff, you know, dialogue that was superfluous and meaningless and useless, just so they can accommodate 13 episodes. Ultimately, they reduced the episodes because they realized that people were bored. In the middle of the show, they were getting bored because of all the superfluous dialogues. Don't have that in comics, you know, and unfortunately, you see that a lot in comics nowadays, you know. Make an immersive setting. Make place a character. You know, make the place a, a character, you know, and an element, an important element of your story. And it, it changes with time. You know, the story is, you know, really affected by it. You know, there's nothing more interesting when you see the stories when there is a creepy, uh, you know, background. You know, and that's something that I would say for the longest. And that one of the biggest eels of the 90s was that the the main element of the drawing part, and this is where comic book stories, there's not only the writing part, but also the drawing go alongside, you know, the 90s. Chinese kind of injected this idea that everything has to be like a pinup story. You know, you see all these big muscular characters, you know, you know, scantily clad, you know, ladies, you know, coming to the fight. And all you see is their images, but the background is missing. It's not there. You know, it's good in comic book stories uh, sometimes to have clean panels. But sometimes you need also that immersiveness of this. The place becomes an element of the story. You know, that's one of the greatest things that I love about Watchmen, and I'm using Watchmen as an example of great storytelling, is just how immersive, how the, the, the room, you know, how the, the different places that where they at, how New York City, how everything in the background is playing a big part on the story. Because those elements are bringing a big part of the story, are involved into the story. They become a character, you know, dark alleys full of, you know, trash, you know, the situation of the city, you know, the immersiveness of the people walking on the street. All of that, you know, is an important aspect. The Tennis Return of the Turtles, the originals, you know, even though it was black and white, the, the city had a, a persona and that persona, it really moves the dialogue in the story. You know, it really shapes the story. I remember some of my most my, my most famous or not famous but my fav my most favorite my favorite Spider-Man stories have always been where actually New York City is in the backdrop as an important aspect of the city. The best Spider-Man stories is when you see the city involved in the story. That's what I really love the Netflix shows, particularly Daredevil, you know, and all the Netflix shows because New York City becomes an element. Hell's Kitchen, you know, the Bronx, you know, for uh, Luke Cage become an important aspect of the, you know, of the story. They become a character themselves. You know, they're involved with the story and the shots and everything. So there's something in comics that you have to do that. You know, the elements, how to transition from one room to the other, how that changes the mood as well. You know, we need that. If you do that, you create stories that are memorable. You know, create the conflict and create tension. You know, characters have conflict. Now, the conflict is important. It's not just the fight, because it seems that everything that happens in comics nowadays is a constant. They think that uh, it has to be a fight where, you know, the X-Men fighting the Avengers, and, you know, every story has to have that, which is good. But conflict is more than just fighting, you know, the punching people in the face. How many times, you know, the Avengers and the, you know, the X-Men have fought themselves, you know, and they're friends and foes, friends and foes, you know, and, you know, the, the assumption is that we have to do that, and sometimes even comic books readers want that, you know, but it's just constant repetition of the same thing. Sometimes conflict has to be internal, internal conflict, personal division, you know, all that character struggles, you know, with 
elements with decisions you know you have to do that the personalities need to clash i think it's one of the great parts of the uh, the what well, we love the x-men between the conflict between cyclops and wolverine is because they're very very different you know they conflict you know you see a uh, wolverine pretty much a very you know bad boy image he, he wants to do his own thing he lets his emotion guide you and then you see somebody uh that is pretty much a brainiac you know uh, as a uh, cyclops he he wants to think through he's more calm and you know but they both you know clash in their decisions batman and superman they're opposites in many ways they're friends and one of the big biggest parts with comics sometimes is the marvel you know no, dc i'm sorry it puts them in a level where they they you know they kind of like friends they're friends but sometimes they kind of agree with each other and all the things and some of those comics are boring, you know, to me. I like it when they defer an opinion. You know, those are the best comics. When Batman and Superman, they work together, but they defer. You know, they have difference of opinion. You know, they disagree with each other. Those are create that tension in the middle of the stories. It really... Um, this creates, uh, you know, uh, the narrative, expands the narrative even, even, even more. You have to create that. You know, you have to craft a, a bewildering beginning. You know, you have to craft a good start on the story. Something that is enticing. You know, there's nothing better. Like you see, for example, with uh, Watchmen, that everything starts in a place where someone is dead. Someone dies, you know, and you try to figure out what's going on. It really hooks you up right away. You want to know more about the story. You know, the story is important. The first part, the first page of a story, it really is impactful. And that's something, of course, that you see with, uh, you know, uh, Jack Kirby for the longest. He had this big splash scenes. It starts with a conflict. And you're like, you know, you go into the page and you see this big conflict with this superhero is standing on a defensive mode uh, against some foes around them. And things like that. This is a conflict right there. This is a beginning, a star where you really want to know more. What's going on? How he ended up there? How he ended up being, you know, pursued by these people. How people are surrounding him. You know, the stories are becoming like, there's nothing more boring than open a page and there's no explanation. There's no like a jumping into this scene, you know, it's just like, uh, we're going to have to go through that place. And nowadays, it seems like comics, it can take one, two, three issues until you get into a really an important part of the conflict. I want to be real in right away. It's important for comics to do that. You know, you know, you have to really ask this. You have to ask the questions. You know, one of the best books is when you find someone is killed, who is the killer? You need to find a killer. You know, you have to start very, very strong. You have to start very rapidly into the story and you move forward. That's one of the reasons why I love, for example, The Court of Owls. You know, I think it's one of the best stories for modern times in recent years. It's because it starts with a conflict. Batman fighting, you know, in Arkham uh, uh, Asylum, you know, all these folks against him. The story, the art is great. Snyder does a, put a very good story, very concise, very great mystery there. It's not perfect by any means, but he does the job. And, of course, Capullo does phenomenal with the art. He's just creating the backdrop of the story. So you have to do that. You know, you have to have this, uh, you know, opening questions. You have to have this uh, characters doing unexpected things. You know, why they're doing what they're doing. You know, that's how you hook your readers in. When you create those stories that are compelling, you know, introduce those characters in, in very concrete terms. You know, not just like, you know, like, you know, the things like sometimes those characters are, are introduced are and meaningless. You know, if the character introduces and that has a, you know, really weight and they add weight to the conflict. 
You know, sometimes characters can be introduced in a way where you were not expecting them to be introduced. So um, it, it is important that you do that, that you introduce each character in the moment that is most necessary. You know, and uh, that's something that happens sometimes, you know, stories, uh, you know, they bring all these characters into the into the fray that you have tens and tens of, you know, tons of characters. But none of it has weight. You know, everybody is on the backdrop. Introduce them in the right moment at the right time when it's necessary. For example, when you create a story when the probably the, the heroes are, are falling, you know, the heroes are being, you know, decimated by the, you know, by their enemies. And all of a sudden they don't know uh, how they can move forward. Then, of course, all of a sudden at the end of the story, at the end of the issue, a hero comes forward. You know, someone comes to save the day. That's how you introduce that character. You know, and the moment that they were, you thought you thought that everything was done and over, you introduce them. And of course, you move to the next issue. Now you have this tension. Now you have the question, what's going to happen next? So that's how you do it. You know, you have to make a story a good good ending. You know, that's the part where I feel that a lot of comics don't do that because there's no longer an ending. You know, there's not an up and shot case. It's more like we create a story and we just you know, stick with whatever. And at the end, there's no real ending, you know, real, uh, a real conclusion is just like a, you know, technically an introduction to the next event or to the next story that makes the stories really unappealing. And uh, there's no, you're not resolving any conflicts there. You just simply extending the conflict to the next thing. And it's a constant vicious cycle when there's never an ending. And I said that before, and there is no climax. You know, you have to build the rise in action. You have to build that action. You know, you have to rise, you know, you have to bring it to a boiling point where the climax comes, where the final, the finality of this story comes. You know, one of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, video game stories of all time, where I felt that everything came to a great conclusion was Mass Effect 2. I love Mass Effect, you know, I've never been an RPG type of fan, but the first time I played uh, Mass Effect, I got involved because the characters were enticing, they were, they were different, even in, they, they were not, you know, similar, you know, they were all together for one main purpose, but each character brought some weight to the story, you know, you add these characters, you choose the path, you do what you want, you even choose who would live and who would die, but this character will bring something to the table, and so that you might not agree with their decisions, but they're all working together, building the story to come to a great finale, because the, one of the greatest finales to me, Mass Effect 2 had a great finale, you saw the conflict, people live and people die, based on that conflict, it was well built. And it, to this day, you know, it really, really has always struck that light on me. The same that happens, I would say, with Red Dead Redemption 2. Always struck the light on me. You knew the conflict was boiling to the point that the finale was kind of expected. But at the same time, it was sad. You know, he fighting for his life. You know, just fighting for his life after he has done whatever he has done. You know, all these are great, great stories. You know, so you build that climax. That point of tension, complicate things, and ultimately, you know, don't have a predictable ending. You know, you have to have at the end of the story, a sense that ending came about and it's done. And I think that's an important aspect. Some of the best comic book stories have that, that tension. I know some people say, but it's hard because you have this constant, you know, they're constant creating more stories and stories and stories. And I know it's tough, but to be honest, you know, the best way to do it is just conclude that story, that thread, 
you know, and just wait for the next. That's what comics used to do back in the day. You have a story and you have an ending. You know, I remember, you know, like the Batman, if you read like some of the, the early Batman stuff or uh, Daddy's O'Neill. You know, he kinda, you, you may run a, four, a few issues with the same story, one, two, or three. But at the end of that story, it was over, you know, and you move to the next thing. So the next issue, you start a new story, a new thread. And nowadays, it seems that there's never that, you know, that stopping moment. It's just a constant continuity until the run runs out, until people get bored by the dead things and then just reboot the whole thing again. They're not enticing people. That's the reason why you don't get to see nowadays like 100 and 300 or 400, 500 issues of one run. Everything seems to be just like 10 runs, 15 runs or less. And then they shut it down and restart again. So you want a conflict. You want something that is more permanent, but you have to create this series, you know, within the stories and you bring this into a conclusion. Why is it that comic books are doing it better I'm sorry, uh, video games are doing it better than comics because they are attacking this situation. They are creating stories that are compelling, compelling to watch. You know, my most favorite Batman story of recent times, uh, I could say Core of Owls is one of them. But my most favorite, most memorable of recent years, for the last 10 years, I would say, or probably more than 10 years, but 10 years, has been that uh, in this case, the Arkham Asylum series. I love Batman Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum was, I love people of Arkham, Arkham City, but my favorite, the one that I loved the most was Arkham Asylum because he was a self-contained story. You know, he is trying to stop the Joker taking over Asylum, you know, Arkham Asylum. Throughout that night, he has to take control of it. It's a self-contained story. There's a lot of elements. Each character was introduced you know, and brought something into the table, into that, you know, what's happening. He has to stop him. There is tension. He doesn't have his weapons. He has to gain his weapons little by little. He has to move through the action. He had to stop every person. Every chapter has weight. There is tension. There is conflict. The scenery, you know, this the asylum also is a character in the story. There's not many characters, but the dialogue stake. The dialogues are important between him speaking to some of these villains. There's a dialogue that is important. Has all the elements of a great story. It's great storytelling. You watch it, you know, you play it from beginning to end, and you feel that the end there is a real conclusion. So, of course, Arkham City expands on all of that. It's a more wider open uh, situation, but there's so many different subplots. So it can get a little murky, and, you know, yes, you can get bored after a while if you, but the, 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 the uh, Asylum to me has always been the most self contained of all of them, the best one. You know, Ghostbuster story, you know, the game was well, well put together, self contained story. That's all the elements of a great game, you know, and games, like I say, like Mass Effect 2 have so many different subplots, so many different things as an RPG, but it keeps you entertained. There's tension. Who are the Reapers? Who are these people? Who are these villains? Who are them? What is it what they want? So you come to a conclusion in the end that really parts towards the second, uh, the third movie, but you have a happy conclusion at the end of the story, Red Dead Redemption. You know, all these different games bring something to the table. And I think that's the element that we're missing with comic book stories. The lack of great storytelling. If you are able, if Marvel, DC, or any other company are able to bring that together, put it together, you know, they'll have great stories to tell. And they will create a compelling, compelling comic book stories that people are willing to pay the hard-earned cash. 
You know, it's not about the money. It's not only about how much they cost nowadays. It's about the stories. You know, it's about how important they are and how well constructed they are. You know, if you are not really writing stories that matter, if you're just doing stories just to sell more movie tickets, if you're creating stories just to become kind of like advertisement for those movies, then you are not doing anything. You're not doing yourself a favor. You're not doing anyone a favor. Uh, you're just killing the industry little by little because you are bringing stories that are meaningless. They have no purpose. They have no meaning. They have no weight. The narrative is poor. You know, everything is poor. The characters that are introduced are poor. You know, they have no weight. They're gravitas. They have nothing there. That really makes them memorable. And the stories need to be memorable. That's why some of the best stories of our time, you know, they still remain the same stories of our time. You know, like, you know, Guachaman. And they still become, you know, after so many years, you might think, oh, somebody might create a story that is better than Watchmen. But nobody does. Why? Because nobody, you know, everybody puts them in the first place. Nobody used them as an example. Nobody says, you know, I can create a story. I believe that there are people out there that have better stories to tell than Watchmen. Because ultimately, Watchmen is a great story. But but he has not the best ending in the world. It's not the perfect story. So I believe that there are the possibilities to have better stories than Watchmen, the V for Vendetta, that, you know, the, the Dark Knight Returns, the Killing Joke, they are there, you know, and sometimes these are overhyped because it's where the matters that, you know, no, you know, they haven't, oh, they don't give room to create better stories, you know, and I believe that there are better characters to be written and better stories to be told. You know, and uh, it depends on the willingness of these companies to really, you know, take a wild guess, to really take a chance, you know, and, you know, give the opportunities to writers to create stories, to really put stories together that really matter. And that's why people are turning into video games, because in video games, you're finding new stories, fresh new stories, fresh new takes. There's, there's controversy. There's different makes you think things, characters that, you know, are totally different than the characters that we already seen and read for many, many years. And they are fresh. And the stories are well put together. And it's not about just playing the game. It's about going through their stories and seeing their challenges and their conflicts. And also at the end, seeing them triumph or even lose. So create stories that really matter. That's my opinion. Of course, at the end of the day, this is a call, their call, and they're going to do whatever they think is right, whether it's right or wrong. But of course, this is just my opinion. And I believe that if they're able to tag, you know, to change that, they will make more money. They will have gold treasure in their hands. Uh, again, this is just my opinion. So what do you think? Do you think that storytelling matters for this? Do you think the storytelling combined, you know, and, and we talk about storytelling combined with the art, all of it is part of the story. Do you think that is the, 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 the element that the comic book companies need in order to improve their quality? Uh, let me know. Just share your thoughts below. I would like to hear. So once again, thanks for watching uh, this video. If you're watching this through YouTube, thanks for listening to the podcast. Share your podcast with your friends. And please consider supporting this channel financially. Uh, you can do that to my Patreon account. So God bless you and have a you know happy weekend. I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.